0: BFM 89.9. I'm Roshan Connison, and welcome to Raise Your Game. As we enter the last quarter of 2023, yes, you heard me correct, the last quarter of 2023, we are now entering crunch time for sales teams to meet their targets and KPIs for the year. No pressure there. With that in mind, we're going to spend the next three weeks here on Raise Your Game focused on sales. In the first episode of this three-part series, we're zeroing in on two critical skills that could make or break your sales effort as the world network navigates through economic uncertainty, building rapport and prospect diagnostics. These are pivotal points that shape how you interact with your prospects and ultimately how you close deals. In fact, without these skills, your sales teams may struggle to function as well as the well-oiled machine that they should be. To help us dissect and navigate these skills, in the studio with me is Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Labs. Uh, He's helping me uh, on the show today of course we'll be delving into the psychology of building rapport how it can set the stage for a successful sales process and then shift gears to discuss the art of powerful questions that reveal what truly motivates the prospects you're speaking to uh Jeevan, welcome to the show how are you Always doing
1: good it's good to be here it's been a while <laughs> been
0: How a the while. last few months been, a been, been, been? While. very good very good so let's get straight into it let's um, go right um, in. building rapport foundational to sales here give us, uh, could you elaborate on why building rapport is crucial for achieving this? The most
1: important thing to understand, and uh, I get asked this question a lot when salespeople say, why must I spend a lot of time building rapport with someone? Why not just go straight into the go for the kill? I said the whole point (laughs) I I said, the whole thing comes down to this. People buy from people they like and trust. Mm. It's essentially just that, like and trust. Everything comes down to that. The more someone likes you and the more they trust you, the more likely they will buy. Take a look at all the purchases you've made you like and trust a particular brand you'd buy from it you like and trust a person you'd buy from him so like and trust is very is a very very big and important part of the sales process and i would say it's the foundation of a sales relationship so to help you build rapport so what i've done here is i'm going to share five techniques mm. five very good techniques to help a person build rapport at killer speeds and really really quick speeds and you see when you once you build rapport the rest of the sales process becomes very easy it becomes a a lot more workable as well. So let's look at the five things you can do immediately to build rapport with, with any prospect you meet anywhere. And even it, it works online as well. So the first one, number one, to build rapport is common ground. Spend some time when you talk to a prospect to establish some common ground. Now, for example, they say some of the things you shouldn't talk about is race, uh, religion, or politics. Well, that's actually wrong. You can if it's the same. For mm-hmm. example, if if you're a Catholic and the other person's a Catholic, hey, knock yourselves out. You may you may have may have joined pilgrimages together and things like that. If if uh, if you're uh, if you're if you're an Indian and he's an Indian and you've got similar family background. Grounds. There's a lot of things in common there. You know, maybe both your mothers are very strict. <laughs> You've got, there can be so much common stuff. There's so much common ground. So there's just so much ammunition for common ground that salespeople don't spend the time to look for it. Mm. For instance, I give you an example. Let's say let's look at some some unique things. Let's say you you have a seawater aquarium at home. And let's say I have a seawater aquarium. That's insane. How many people have seawater aquariums? Not many. So that that is massive common ground. You can consider the sale done if that's if that's the case. And sometimes you see football season, the sales sales go up. Why? Because if you're a Manchester <laughs> United supporter, <laughs> that guy's a Manchester United supporter, that's it. It's you're like house on fire. But if you're Liverpool and he's Man United, maybe don't go there. I was going to ask you, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you yeah. can do all this, but what
0: if you happen yeah. to stumble uh, around go the go there. Wrong <laughs> common ground, like <laughs> exactly. non-common no. ground? You don't want
1: to go there. But, but the important thing is when you talk to someone, Someone, pay attention pay attention, take, look at them, look at their lifestyle, look at the backgrounds, find that common ground and go a little deep. Dig in a little deep. Don't be in a rush to sell. Develop some time to est- and don't fake the common ground and that's really important as well. Mm-hmm. Imagine you go to a CEO's office, you see all these pictures of golf and you say, oh hey, you play golf, I play golf too and let's say you know nothing about golf and you, and you go, oh yeah, I play golf too and the guy says, what's your handicap? Oh no, I'm not handicapped, I'm alright. Australia <laughs> <laughs> knows that you know, know yeah. nothing about golf and that's important. You don't want to fake it. if The guy's a diver and you know nothing about diving, you don't go there. You could you could be curious about it, but establish some common ground with the person. And in the olden days, you'd find like if one knight met another knight and they look at the insignia on the shield, so they see are we belonging to the same kings or emperors and things like that, so they know whether to attack you or not. So that's where, where these logos came out of as well. So you want to have common ground. That's a first uh, first technique for building rapport. The second one is an NLP technique, mm. a neuro-linguistic programming technique, which is very effective. It's called matching Mirror. So when you meet a prospect, one of the most important things you can do is match and mirror everything. What do I mean? Match and mirror their tone, their body language. For instance, when you shake hands with someone, always shake hands according to them. If they put out a very soft and gentle handshake, then that's how you do it. You don't go strong and firm. You go according to the other person. And then they feel there's something about you. You're very in sync with them. Match and mirror is really powerful. You can match and mirror their excitement. If the guy says, hey, Roshan, how are you? My goodness, I'm so excited to be here. Time to start jumping about, <laughs> Jump up and down and say, I'm excited to be here too. And you get along like a house on fire again. You know, that, that sort of thing. If the guy is very tone, uh, tone deaf and very calm and collected, Maybe it's time for you to calm down as well, and you know, and and you can match and mirror um, gestures. Uh, you can match and mirror hobbies, even all kinds of stuff. So it's it's fairly related to common ground. That's the second technique for building rapport. The third mm-hmm. technique is an interesting one. I call it modality syncing. So what is that? Modality thinking. So you see, um, all of us, we look at the world and we interact with the world through three main modalities. And a a modality is just simply how you interact with the world. And the modalities, they call the VAK, the visual, the auditory, and the kinesthetic. Now, all of us have all three. However, usually one or two is higher than the others. So all of us have all three, the visual, the auditory, and the kinesthetic. So, for example... How does a highly visual person buy a car? He will look at the car from the left, from the right, from the front, from the back. And he'll ask his friend, he'll use words like this. How do I look in it? I can't see what you mean. What are you saying? I can't see it. You see, visual people do that. And if you show them something, they love it. When you ask them to describe a holiday, they say the sky was blue. The water looked crystal clear. So it's very visual. Mm-hmm. Auditory is all about hearing sound. These are the guys who can just talk and talk and talk. They're the high phone bills. <laughs> They're the guys <laughs> with the, you know, three electric guitars or all sorts of sound systems. They can tell you the difference between this speaker and that speaker. So they would use, uh, when they buy a car, they look at the sound of the car. And the sound system, and you start the exhaust, they can tell the difference between the sound of a, a Porsche and a Ferrari. They can tell you the difference, a mm-hmm. Cadillac. And so they... When you talk to an auditory person, a highly uh, high auditory person, and you say, look, let me show you. You say, no, don't have to show me anything. Just tell me. Just tell me. You see, that's a typical auditory behavior. Mm. And kinesthetic is touch the sense of touch. So these people, when they buy a car, for example, they want it to be comfortable. And they're the ones who wear loose clothing, more comfortable clothing, and they like to be comfortable. They're very warm. You can give them a slap on the back, that kind of thing. So they, they use words like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel this is, is needs more thinking. You see, they use words like that. So when you talk to someone, analyze their VAK. Analyze it. Try and suss out which is the dominant factor. If they're dominant on the V, then be more visual in your presentation. If they're dominant on the K, be more kinesthetic. Ask questions like, how does that feel with you? If they're more auditory, say, does that sound right? How does that sound? And you can tell as you listen to them how they talk about things. And you can tell. from The visual people are the easiest to spot because of the way they dress. They're the ones who wear very uncomfortable clothing that looks good. And the guy's <laughs> hair is all done up. You know, if you mess up his hair, he gets really upset. And you know, that's typical visuals, you know? And the kinesthetics, you can see they're more comfortable clothing. They wear more comfort. They're more into comfort. Whereas the auditory is a little bit harder, but you can tell from the way they talk. They just keep talking and talking and talking. Mm-hmm. They don't need to see anything. You don't have to show them anything. And so the, the VAK modality, thinking you sync with their modality, your rapport goes insanely through the roof. Very quickly, and you can try. You can test this out next time you meet a stranger, and you very quickly um, establish some common ground, match and mirror them, and then sync with their modality. Your rapport will just go through the roof. Which brings me to number four. Number four, the fourth technique for building rapport with some uh, someone in your sales path is a sense of humor. Too often, things are very serious, tight, and frightening, and ten- high tension, and stuff like that have a sense of humor, relax, you know, but just don't make fun of the prospect. Mm-hmm. And you probably want to take it too light yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, correct. And you want to also maybe don't make fun of politics because you don't know what political party they're supporting as well. So you want to, but you want to have, you know, a general sense of humor, laugh a little, have fun about stuff. And when they get more relaxed, the rapport goes up. The more relaxed they get, the more rapport they build as well. And sometimes you must understand you need a bit more time for this. So don't be in a rush, spend the time. The last one is possibly one of the most powerful ones. The last one is be an expert. Everybody likes working with an expert. So let me give you an example. Let's say you needed a heart transplant, for Mm -hmm. instance, and the world's number one heart surgeon is here in town and he's willing to do your heart transplant and he's willing to do it for free. But he's just a very rude person and it's very rude to you, rude to your family, rude to everyone. Do you still want the guy? Of course, because he's an expert. He he doesn't make a mistake. That sort of thing. So that's the power of expertise. Salespeople must understand they mustn't just be an expert at their product or their service. They must also be an expert at why their product is better. Than competitors, they must be able to talk about competitors. When you sell something, you must be an expert at not just the something you sell, but everything around that something you sell. And people love it, and they start asking questions. And your expertise comes out in the way you answer. Immediately, they like and trust you more. Rapport, boom, up, up it goes. So that's the first, uh, very, very important skill that we're talking about today, which then leads immediately into the second skill. Mm. Which yeah, so we'll hold that uh, hold that thought for a second, Jimmy, because
0: we've got to go into a few messages, but before we go into that, talk to me about the sequencing of the five techniques. Is there a sequence
1: here, or so, is it like you pick and choose what you yeah, want? so that's a very good question, and I do, I do get some sense getting really worried about that, hey, which do I start first? My answer to them is which one can you instinctively work immediately with someone. If you find that you're the guy that goes straight to common ground, go for that. Mm. If you're the guy that uses the VAK and then starts matching that, go for that. If you're the one that wants to demonstrate your expertise, go into that. So, mm-hmm. But at some point, cover all five. Mm. And you know you've covered all five when you find that the prospect doesn't want to go. They don't want to leave. And when they start asking you a lot of questions, you know they're very keen. Yeah, so I I can see things like humour
0: and common ground having very good pairing there, right? Because once you learn common ground, then you know what to joke about and what not to joke about. You you don't want to accidentally insult a United fan or a Liverpool (laughs) fan by saying the wrong thing. You don't want to do that. Uh, Very quickly, before we go into a few messages, what is maybe the one, two top common mistakes you see people do when it comes to building
1: rapport and these five techniques? Rushing. They okay. just want to rush to the sale. They just want to get in there. And I think rushing is the salesperson's biggest mistake. So here's a little tip to, for every salesperson out there. You want to double your sales, double the number, amount of time you spend face-to-face with a prospect. If you want to double your sales, double the amount of time you spend face-to-face with a prospect. If you only spend half an hour, spend an hour. Mm. And that will get you the sale. Taking into consideration these five techniques yep, as well to make it right. uh,
0: optimised as well. That's right. uh, Jeevan, we've got to go into a few messages. Uh, today on Raise Your Game, we've been breaking down two critical skills that could make or break your sales effort as the world navigates through economic uncertainty. That's building rapport, which we just covered. And up next, we'll talk about prospect diagnostics. Helping us with this has been Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Labs. I'm Russian Karnison. Keep it here to Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Billions from me,
0: BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, welcome back to raise your game here on enterprise on bfm 89.9 that was jet with are you gonna be my girl i'm russian karnison and this morning i've been speaking with jivan sahadevan the founder of leverage labs and we've been breaking down two critical skills that could make or break your sales effort as the world navigates through economic uncertainty earlier on we talked about the uh, the five techniques to building rapport Uh, now we're going to be talking about prospect diagnostics so jivan um some prospects may so we're talking about prospect diagnostics now some prospects may be hesitant to proving uh-huh. questions right so this is a little bit of like a Needle you need to thread here. How can sales professionals tactfully navigate this to get the information they need in order
1: to make the sale? Okay, so this is actually quite simple. So they're really uh, it's actually when you ask questions. So the diagnostics is all about asking questions. What kind of questions? There's actually a funnel. So there are five parts to this funnel. So I want to take you through the funnel. But before that, the most important thing to understand first and foremost is this: Why ask questions? What's the whole point of asking questions? Why do you ask prospects questions? Here's the answer: It's to establish Establish the factors that motivate a person to buy. So the whole point of asking questions is not for the sake of asking questions, but it's to establish. So you're, a, you're being a detective. You're trying to establish what are all of the factors that will motivate a person to buy. For instance, let's say, uh, Roshan, if you were to buy a Mercedes E-Class, mm-hmm. what's the number one reason in the world why you would buy an E-Class? What would that be? Comfort. I mean, that immediately the first thing. you yep, First to mind thing is comes to mind comfort. comfort. So you see, so the person would never know that he wouldn't know whether you're buying it for prestige, status, uh, status or comfort. He wouldn't know unless he were to ask you. But once he starts asking you questions, realize he comforts very high on your list. He can start tailor making solutions for you. So to help you do that, I created a funnel. So that's a funnel for the diagnostics, and I call it the RGSTS. So it's very easy to remember, just RGSTS. So the first part of the funnel, think of think of a funnel uh, where it gets narrower at the bottom and wide at the top. So the first one is rapport-building questions. So you ask a lot of rapport-building questions. Before you get into the sensitive questions, for example, let's say you're selling unit trusts and you don't want to ask the prospect, how much do you earn straight away? <laughs> it's like, who are you? <laughs> what do you ask? That? So you want to ask rapport-building questions. Hey, I noticed you, you you like running. You go running a lot. I just start running. What what are the routes you guys run at? So you see, you, you start with rapport-building again. So the funnel begins with rapport-building questions and then you go into general questions. How long have you been investing, for instance? You start mm-hmm. asking a lot of general general questions and what do you like about investing how long have you been investing and has it been easy for you so you ask a lot of very safe and general questions then you start getting into the specifics now you get specific now this is the part where you want to know how much they're earning and all that so this is where you do the analysis you get very specific but it may take some time before you arrive at the specific question. you may have asked about say 15 rapport building questions another 15 general questions and now boom you're getting more specific you're saying what were the last three funds you bought and you're getting specific Mm. how much money do you allocate every month for your funds you're getting very specific but what gets interesting is the next series of questions is what I call temperature checking so now you check their temperature so as you get very specific and you start uh, providing solutions you take their temperature and say how does that fit with what you had in mind I go, yeah, that actually makes sense. What do you think about what we just uh, discussed? Yeah, that actually makes sense. You're taking the temperature, so now you know. And finally, you go into the last part, S, which is the sales. You are sales questions. Now you're going to the sales questions. So you see, when you do a diagnostic, you want rapport building, you want to have general questions, you want to have specific questions, and you want to have temperature checking questions, and then get into the sales questions. And it's very important that, that you follow this funnel simply because some people jump in too quickly. They get too quickly to the heart of the matter and the person's very reluctant to share. But if you follow this flow, you'll find it's a lot easier. And I also have thrown in an, an interesting part here in any of the questions that, that you want to ask. One of the things you can often do is to, to get, to get a, a view of, or when you get to the specific question, get a view of what, um, what this person would really, really want is ask this question. What were the two or three things that you liked about your last unit trust consultant? For example, what were two or three things that you disliked about the last interest concept? That tells you straight away what they like and dislike, where to go or not go. So you can ask this at the general question stage. You can ask it at the specific question stage, depending on, on how much rapport you've got. But it gives you a lot of room to work with. So when you, when you work with this, now, as you ask questions, it's important that you take notes. You're not going to remember any of this. Yeah. So salespeople have to have with them um, either their devices or an exercise book. To take a lot of notes and then when you find emotional pain points, put a star there. These are the things you want to really work on. For example, if you were selling property and your property is near a forest reserve and as a husband and wife and the wife says, oh, gosh, we grew up with a house next to the jungle. I love that. Put a star there. So that tells you straight away that this person that matters the next time when you when you talk about the property. And by the way, the front of the property faces the forest reserve. Mm. It'd be a lot like where you grew up. You see, so you keep coming back to the put a star. so you want to notice. So as you, the whole point here is this, back to the beginning, what I said in the beginning is establish the factors that motivate a person to buy. So my, my point when you've done the diagnostics is do you know what the factors are? Do you have at least five or six factors that will motivate this person to buy? If you don't have that, you didn't do a good diagnostic then you've got to really do it again and, and really dig. So once you start understanding that and you start establishing all of those factors that will motivate this person to buy, you have a lot of room to work with and you have a lot of ammunition to work with as well. And these two skills, when you put them together, you're becoming a powerhouse of a salesperson. You've built rapport with, say, a guy named John and you've asked very good questions and you know exactly what are the factors that motivates him to buy. You're ready to just present and close and and make the deal. You're ready for that now. Stephen, any specific questions that you personally, like when it comes to um, getting information that you need to make the sale? I like to ask questions where I, I give them two or three things to answer. Like like the example I gave, I would ask a question like, um, what are two or three things that's really important to you when buying a product like this? What are two or three things that you absolutely don't want to see happen when buying something like this? These answers are very important. So when I ask a question like that and they give me the answer, they're telling me a lot. They're actually telling me a lot and I've got a lot to work with as well. So I would ask questions a lot like that. So sometimes, you know, um, when you keep it too wide, they don't really know how to answer. You say, what are two or three things? What are one or two things that, that allows the person to start listing? Then they get thinking again. Like if I ask you, um, what food do you like? You, know, you don't know where to start. Yeah, you see? A bit difficult. Like that <laughs> a bit one, difficult. Right? But I say, okay, what are uh, two or three Asian foods that you like? See how fast you can answer. It's very quick. Mm-hmm. If I just threw it open ended, you know, what foods do you like? You don't know where to start. Yeah. You see, if, if I say, you know, what's your, what's your favorite place for holidays? You really don't know where to go with this. I say, what are two or three locations for beach holidays that you absolutely love? Immediately your brain. See, the brain loves putting things into a list. It absolutely loves that. So when you help the prospect do that, you are actually doing what the brain does and they love it and it builds more rapport. You're also curating that conversation.
0: And you're directing it to where you want to go. You're trying to get information so you don't want it to be too generic as well. So you've got the five uh, part funnel here, rapport building, General questions, temperature checking, sorry, specific questions, temperature checking, then sales
1: questions. Is this sequence important? The sequence is very important simply because if you jump straight into temperature checking and sales questions without the rapport building or the general, then, you know, you're you're, you're kind of lost and the person is defensive immediately. Mm. And then you find that they're not responsive anymore. So start with the rapport building questions, then go into the general questions. And then from there, get to the specifics and then temperature checking and sales questions. Common mistakes you've seen here, Ajivan. And and the biggest mistake is not taking notes. Because some salespeople think mm. they've got the memory of a titan and <laughs> they just remember everything. And they forget. I give a very good example. Let's say you've seen 17 prospects and ask you questions on prospect number three. There's no way you remember anything. So because you'll only remember the prospects that were so excited and wanted to close. Mm. But the others you wouldn't remember. So you need to take notes. Sometimes when you're taking notes, the prospect will lean across to see what you're writing. they love live it they actually love it that you're taking notes when you talk to them because it makes them feel important. So by Mm. all means, take notes. I always say, I use this phrase, play dumb, dig deep. Mm. Play dumb, dig deep, you know, just dig, dig, dig and write a lot and write down important things as well. For instance, the guy says, sorry, I'm late. You know, um, my daughter's first day of kindergarten, she was crying. The first question you should ask is, what's her name? Mm. And then you write it down. So next time you meet the person, you can say, how's Michelle doing now? I hope she's enjoying her kindergarten. You see, you've already connected major rapport points just with that. So the note taking is absolutely critical for salespeople. Big mistake not to do it.
0: When can, now let's bring all this together, building rapport and prospect diagnostics. When can these two things go wrong, right? Sometimes, you know, if you've done
1: it wrong, maybe people get defensive. Oh, Very easy, when they're not listening. Okay. When they're not listening to the answers, you know, um, active listening, you know, when they're not actively listening to the answers, things can go very wrong, and you know, and people or when they're asking really ridiculous questions that have no basis, like, what's your favorite food? Uh, uh, you know, where do you like to So go you for have these? to keep it yes. to a topic as well, right? Keep it relevant. Keep it relevant always. You know, don't just start asking really silly questions. Like, and the, when the prospect is really looking and making a purchase, and you say, so how many brothers and sisters do you have? Yeah, well, was just sort of out of sync. You know, keep it really relevant and pay attention to one of the worst things that's happening now. If you look, when I look at I've been um, coaching salespeople for 23 years. When I look at the last, um, I would say, seven years, there's a very big problem that is happening a lot with salespeople today. And that is the phone. Mm. When you're talking to a prospect and you glance Uh at your phone and some people pretend like they try to catch a sneaky glance they know it's probably worse <laughs> they can see you know? yeah. even worse is the eye watch you know yeah. and then you've got these watches and you look at it and pretending to look at the time that's even worse i mean people know you're not focused and that really gets to people it, it's so if you're selling to a prospect give them exclusive attention give them full attention and listen closely to the answers they will love it and you'll get the sale Now, obviously, we've gone through two lists of five.
0: One's a funnel, one is uh, five techniques. Um, That said, though, the uh, sales, a big part of it is art, right? There is an art to it. Yes, you can have all these formulas, um, but the human element is important. Talk to us a little bit about the importance of maybe not
1: being too formula driven when it comes to. Sales. I think the formulas are very important because you know what you're doing and what you're not supposed to be doing, but mm-hmm. you can have flour. It's like cooking. You know, the recipe is important. If you're making a good chicken curry, you're going to have the recipe. Without a recipe, you might end up making God knows what. You yeah. <laughs> see, so you need the recipe. So you need the formula to make the chicken curry. But in the making of it, you can have some flour. You can throw a little bit more salt. You might squeeze in some lime just for flavoring. Um, you can you can have some flair in it, but you need to have the the bone structure once you the practice framework. the basics Correct. then you can think about how Correct. to elevate like, like, it yeah I would this is how I do it with the diagnostic scripts I tell um, salespeople I train you must have a list of 25 questions you must have the best 25 questions you're going to ask because don't work on your memory you have the list in front of you and ask the questions over time you may have you can throw that list away mm-hmm. and you already got the flat the whole art like you say you know you've got that but if you don't start with that list you may ask some really lousy questions mm-hmm. and you won't remember you, in the heat of the moment you're nervous you may not remember but when you have that script of 25 questions you've got a guide at least you don't have to ask all 25 but you have a guide you know where to jump you know the basic process um, and then Correct. at least it That's doesn't right. leave you stumbling and yeah. you know yep. where and you can glance at the sheet and you know where to pick up again
0: Even next week we're going to be talking yep. about Building Value
1: and Generating Desire. Uh, talk to us a little bit of that. Okay, Give us a so, bit of a teaser. So today we talked about um, building rapport and the diagnostic script. And we talked about these two. Next week, so so let's 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 uh, talk about a guy named John. So you met a guy named John. You built rapport with John and you've done a diagnostic on John. So now you know what are the factors that will motivate John to buy. So the next step is to build value around your product or service and to generate massive desire in John to want to buy. I'm very excited about that, that skill number because I invented a formula more than a decade ago, I invented a sales formula that has worked like gangbusters in the marketplace. Many salespeople have become giants in, at selling because of this one formula, and all kinds of industries. So I'm very excited to share that. For I've shared it on BFM many years ago, and uh, it, it's something that that uh, people can hear again, and it's really powerful. So we'll be sharing that formula to generate desire. Perfect. That's happening next week at 11 a.m. here on BFM
0: 89.9. If you miss any part of this conversation, the podcast will be available. On- on raise your game, which is available on all the different podcast platforms that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. Uh, and we've been talking today, of course, about building rapport and prospect diagnostics in uh, in the first episode of our three part series about building the ultimate sales machine. As Jivan mentioned, next week we'll be talking about building value and generating desire with your prospects. Uh, Jivan, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Awesome Thank you so being much. here. Okay, All right. Folks, that was Jeevan David, the founder of Leverage Labs here on Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kyneson. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.